Intense podcast. We're here. My name is Zane. Oh, 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 and my. I was gonna try to do it like a creepy voice. And my name is Jack. And we're back with some haunting times. <laughs> some haunting, haunting, spooky haunts, haunting spook. No, today's episode I am so excited for. We very have excited. a very special guest today miss zoe miss zoe verne yes um she's a musical art musical artist she's a witch she's a really good friend of mine i think you guys are gonna love her. i'm really excited for that icon legend kind nails nails honey nails. her nails are always on point i cannot Very wait so. i'm gonna make sure that we click them into the we give some clicks and clacks for right. you guys for our asmr fans out there yes so jack uh how's your week been so my week's been terrifying. My ex texted me. <gasps> Insert a scream yeah, sound right. effect there. Ugh, girl was disgusting. I was like, I would rather... So last week we talked about like how I think my house is haunted. Right. Which more... So, it's been the same consistent noises, this and that. Which I want to get recordings of it and put it on Instagram. But um, I was like, I'd rather like a literal demon pop out of my closet and be like, bring me that ass and like attack me. Rather than my ex contacting me again. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Terrifying. Just out of the blue. That was the real oop spook that I... Yeah, I haven't spoken to him in over a year. Because he legally can't speak to me. Period. T. Period. Um, so, hearing from him, I was like, this is terrifying. Mind you, I, I'm safe. I'm okay, everybody. I'm not scared for my life or anything. I'm just being dramatic. I don't want anyone... Because some people know the full story. I don't want anyone right. to freak yeah. out. <laughs> But, no, that was just, like, scary in the way that it's, like, ew, Michelle. Right. Why are you contacting me? No. And then to make it worse, I find out that my... If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. My Mm ex-roommate, who shall not be named because that's what she wants, clout chasing. um, I found out that she was withholding my birth certificate and my social security card from me. For, like, over a year now, from the old house that I lived in that I escaped from, she had it this whole time, and my old landlord texted me and said that she found it when she moved out, and I was like, how yeah. weird that you were withholding that government information, information from me. Right. So, two very real-life spooky, and not spooky in the way that I'm scared, spooky, like, that's so scary because it's disgusting. Two very yeah. disgusting things happened to me this week. Right. But um, other than that, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> right, that's good. Um, I know, like, for me, I had my first performance in drag in New Orleans Saturday, I think it was. And um, that was fun. I was. I saw it. I saw the last part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Did you miss it? Did it re-spark some, some eh for you? It honestly... It, uh, it some did. je ne sais quoi? It did a little, a little bit. Like, it, it just... You know, I was really nervous backstage before I got on stage because I was like, fuck, like, I have not been on stage in over a year. Like, 
like what and like you know all my drag friends like had performed you know had been constantly performing since COVID hit like who like uh you know andy black uh miss thing be savage santana a savage you know those queens they've been performing throughout COVID, but when COVID hit i kind of stopped performing um and then that lasted a year but after I performed, it was fun and like getting money and getting tips and like stuff like that. Like I missed that. What do we want? Coins. What do we want? Dollars. What do we want? <laughs> Pounds. Pounds. And like. No, I, it was a lot of fun to watch. All who was the uh? Because I I saw you and then the girl that went last. Who was the girl that went last? Yes. So that. Give her a shout good, out. She was good. Yes, that is a good friend of mine named uh, Queen Kwan. They are a amazing artist, an amazing uh, drag performer, and they give the house down boots. Honestly, they are very. They were given. Talented. They were given tits. They were yes. given bulge they were given lingerie they were given hair hair the hair was my favorite because hair she they he they did this they were on the ground and shaking all that ass and the hair was just falling perfectly that's what i'm saying if you're a good performer and you have good hair you just it it just obeys you right and it falls in very specific patterns and ways that cascades along the body in a fitting form No, but it was good. Yours was a little spooky. Yeah. I keep trying to make things scary. (laughs) No, but like, yeah. The only thing that was scary, though, this week was me after I performed. Because I got home and like usually after a drag performance, I'm like, I'm like, you know, exhausted and tired. I get home. I'm like, I want to go instantly to bed. Then I wake up the next morning and I feel like still like sore, like very sick. And it's like, what is going on? And I'm like, all this. Uh, I feel like like that's normal. I feel like people don't realize whenever you're performing, your adrenaline's pumping. You're doing things that you probably don't normally do. Like, I saw you. You were throwing yourself around the stage at some points. And it's like, I don't think people were. That can, like. Like, I remember, uh, what's his name? Lakari, which is uh, a really good friend of, like, a really well known drag performer, Santana. She did, like, a, a drop, like, from high up right. and she fell like on her knees mind you it was on purpose and she she meant she didn't just fall but it was like you know a performance type of fall and her roommate said she, girl and she does all that she gonna be sore tomorrow and i'm like yeah probably right. i said i feel like after you perform something even if it's just for like a three minute number you're doing a lot yeah. i feel like that's normal to be sore the next yeah. day especially if you haven't done it in a while i know and like i kind of want to like get back in the scene and like get back in into doing it again because it's just fun you know Especially, like, you know, during the Halloween season, I think it would be really fun to, like, get into some more spooky side of, like, drag. Miss Andy Black would like to have a word with you. We're getting into the spooky side of drag. Dragula's coming out. We're actually going to do two episodes a week. Yes. A little treat for the kids. We're going to do two episodes a week for you guys. One's going to be a Dragula review. Even if you don't watch the show, I implore you to start watching it and listen to our reviews. The show is absolutely amazing. It shows a very different side of drag that yes. I think is very important. It's a phenomenal television show. And girl, the budget this year, but it's a what a hundred thousand dollars. When this show started, it was what it was ten grand. Twenty five. It wasn't even twenty five. I'm pretty sure it was ten grand. You are right. It it was because the next season, season two, I think was twenty five. Twenty five. And then season three was fifty. And now it's a hundred thousand dollars. These goals. 
are these going girls. to be ghouls. Oh, girl. Oh, you think I wouldn't fight for 10000 Imagine the shit I'd do for 100000 I will kill someone. Girl. Like, you want me to jump out of a plane? That's what they make them girls do. This show is insane, you yes, guys. very true. Like, needles, like, all of that. If you're, even if you're squirmish, I say still watch. If you're a horror Please. fan, watch it. If you're yeah. a drag fan, watch it. If you love us, watch it so you can listen to our reviews. Exactly. It'll be very, very fun. Very, uh... Spooky. Well, how fitting of you to do something so gay during coming out week. Because at the time of this record, well, you did drag and it was like coming out week. Just a segue because I wanted to talk about coming, a national coming out day. (laughs) How was your coming out experience? Totally just like complete segue. But how was your coming out experience? So like I never like had like a coming out experience really. Like are we like asking like when I was like, hey, like, I'm this, or when, like, they, well, I say they, but, like, my mom specifically, like, found out. Because that's, like, two different situations. Um, I want to talk about the, I want to talk about, like, the people that really matter, like, the people that really matter to you when you came out or when they found out, whenever you were forced out or you came out, whatever, what was, like, their reaction? So, my mom, I'll say this, my mom found out because um obviously so paint the picture 13 year old boy has a laptop oh what is what is he gonna go do you caught a virus that pulled up gay porn huh no <laughs> i purposely typed up gay but porn. but that's the joke that like people find gay porn in their children's computer and they're like it was a virus oh, <laughs> they're no, like no. it wasn't me no, no no so like right before like i'm about to get into it yeah I, like, type up, like, you know, like, gay porn. Two boys kissing. (laughs) Two boys kissing, yes. Two boys naked Um, kissing. And, like, my mom walks in and, like, sees, like, you know, like, gay porn on, like, my laptop. And, like, I, like, look at her and, like, I look at my laptop and, like, she... And then it's, like, the shade noise from RuPaul's Jarvis. And, like, the door... She closes the door and I'm, like... Oh my god oh my god oh my god and i start freaking out because like i think i had this fear of like she was gonna tell like everyone and like i go outside and i talk to her and she's like yeah like you know like whatever like you know what like it doesn't you know matter that kind of that whole thing because you know how my mom is yeah my mom is very much like open you're very lucky yeah very lucky very much as am i disclosure so you know coming out was like not a you know, traumatic or very hard thing for me. It was just a very natural thing that, you know, just happened, which I'm very fortunate for. Mine was, oof, my coming out story is different. Right. It's, um, so this, way back in high school, some of the OGs that I'm friends with might remember this, I had gotten to an argument with this disgusting young woman um, and she was spewing out very anti-gay things at me. And at one point in this argument, she says, this is cringy because, like, this store is like, ugh. Uh, she says, um, you want to be a woman, son, so you can run up on me like a whole female. And then she said, you always taking dick of that. Is there something wrong with you? And I clapped back and I said, well, I get more dick than you, bitch. And then, the like, there was a crowd of people watching this. This was in high school. And everyone starts, like, screaming, like, oh, he annihilated her. 
Little did I know someone recorded this and posted the video. And the video blew up. It was on World Star. It was on uh, some very, very famous Twitter account posted it. It was all over this, all over that. And then luck, my family didn't find out somehow. And then it resurfaced and started making the rounds again. And someone sent it to my mom. I don't know who, but someone sent it to my mom. Right. And my mom had an idea. But um, my mom ended up bringing it up to me. And I was embarrassed. Not because I thought that she wouldn't love me. But it's just because, like, that video was embarrassing. Because, mind you, I was, like, 15. I wasn't getting dick from anybody. Right. But in the moment, like, I just wanted to shut this homophobic little girl down. Who mm-hmm. is still homophobic to this day but just very much more closeted about it we, we can talk about that after oh yeah she's she's she hates gay people but um she will not be named um anyways <laughs> um anyways and so we had a discussion her thing was she thought i was getting bullied from it and i was like no it's kind of quite the opposite i didn't tell her this but i was like a lot of people are like cheering me on I said but but there was I also did get a lot of hate from a lot of anonymous people that I didn't know that were sending me like this is disgusting you're gross so I did get a lot of hate from it but I I, around school and around like Louisiana I was like kind of famous for it for a little while but then eventually my dad found out and my stepmom found out and I was like oh no my mom was very loving towards me which I'm very very grateful for them all of my parents adore me my dad, it was hard at first because right. it was something new for him. But now my dad, I can say, and I hope my siblings listen to this. I hope they do. I'm the favorite with all my parents, <laughs> my mom, my dad, and my stepmother. I'm the favorite. So luckily for me, I never got to come out to them and have like a moment. But they love me and they accept me. Right. And I came out to friends at that point. They had known. The first person I ever came out to, I believe, was Brianne Cormier. Shout out, Brianne. Shout out. I came out as bisexual to her. And she was like, I love you whether you like men. Whether you like. She's like, I don't care. I love you no matter what. Uh, obviously, I'm not bisexual. I'm a gay man. Um, but I was looking at coming out day. And I kind of, I, I see why it's like, it's it's a cute celebration. I get it. But I really hope that one day, there, there obviously there's just no need for that, I agree. and we can kind of abolish that. I, I get agree. the sentiment behind it and celebrating gay stories and coming out and seeing it as a good thing, but I do hope one day that that's just not necessary, and like you don't assume that someone's straight immediately, and you just wait till they tell you, right. and they can say it casually. Like I hope when I'm a parent. My child won't have to. Well, I guess you kind of have to come out as transgender because there's you know, steps that have to be taken past that point, you know, like you have to, you get them to see someone and you, you know, there's, there's steps. So I, I see coming out as that, but like, as for coming out as like any type of sexual orientation that isn't straight, I hope that like my kids can just come up to me. And if it's my daughter, she'll just be like, dad, there's this girl that I really like. And I'm like, T let's talk about it. Or like, dad, there's this boy and vice versa. Or like, and so I hope it gets to that point where you don't have to come out. Right. And, like, it's funny that you mentioned that because, uh, obviously, well, obviously, I won't say obviously, but, like, I identify as bisexual. That's my sexual orientation. And, like, anytime I feel like you I'm, like, comfortable with, but I feel like if I go up to, like, you know, say some of our friends, like, on the weekend, and I'm like, oh, like, this girl is, like, so, like, you know, 
beautiful or pretty and you know I'm trying to like you know get with her or something like that it's really strange how like people will look at me and be like oh like what like what one of those like weird kind of looks kind of thing where it's like oh I didn't know that you were this or you know and it's like why does it even have to be that like it should just be like how you said like you hope one of your daughters or your sons could just come up and be like hey there's this girl and like you know that I feel like it should be be very much that instead of oh you're this you know assumptive exactly very much and just kind of treat it as like a normal thing right also, uh, this is a message to anyone. If you know that someone's most likely not straight, um, don't ask them. Let them come to you. Like, that, that's like a piece of advice I want to give to everyone because that that can be a scary thing. Yes. Let Just let them come to you. I, like I said, it. I do want to make it more normal, but however, because our society is so hateful sometimes, don't try to, don't ever out anyone. Because that can make people very unsafe. And don't try to make them out themselves. Definitely just... Just let it be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that is a very tough thing to deal with personally. Like, finding out about yourself and learning about yourself. And, like, for someone else to, like, put that pressure on you is, like... Because it's, it, it's scary. It is. And people always ask... Like, people used to ask, like, when are you going to come out to your parents? And it's like, I knew my mom was going to love me no matter what. I could have come out as anything and everything. I've asked her before, like, Mom, you know... But this is back when I was questioning, maybe, if I was, you know, transgender. I had just asked her and made it seem casual. She was like, Jack, I would love you no matter what. And I know all of... I know my family that matters would. I have family members that I do not care about at all that despise the fact that I'm gay, but they don't really matter to me. But yeah, I just, it, it's a scary thing because our society can make people feel very unsafe right. when, you know, they they're, they fall under a specific orientation or a different gender right. than they're originally perceived as. So don't ever, yeah, don't, let people do it on their own time. I get, I get, I get that that is a bit contradictory to what I just said of like we should normalize it but also we have to wait for our society to change before we yeah. normalize it and I, I do see that it is you know yeah and to anyone who didn't come out on national coming out day that's okay it's it's on that's on you right it's your time you do it on your notice right. like just because it's national i li- we literally just stopped someone from killing themselves i love us I, right. actual saints like you're welcome you know i don't think like because it was a national coming out day like you should have you should feel that no, but I can see why someone would want to use it as, like, a cute yeah. opportunity if they feel safe. Right, yeah. And I think it's less about, like, you have to come out on the same, more of, like, a celebration of those who have come out and come out alive. Yeah. From Honestly. It. Yes, like, it is crazy. I'm just, I think we're both very lucky that our coming, although mine was a bit traumatic in certain ways, overall people, traumatic in the way that, like, my, my coming out was publicized. And I received a lot of very hateful threats and stuff. But other than that, my immediate family was very warm and welcoming. My brother and my dad had trouble with it at first, but right. they've grown past that. Right. And, like, um, you know, obviously for me, like, my dad's, like, you know, very homophobic. But, like, my Ugh. brothers are, like, very... I'm sick right now. Uh, I'm sick. I'm sick. Um, but my brothers, my two brothers, shout out to uh, Malcolm and John, are very welcoming. Like, they're like, we love you, like, 
you know, no matter what, and this, that, and the other. And it's very, like, nice to, like, have that reassurance, especially from people that, like, you grew up with and, like, you spent a lot of your time around. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, coming out is just... Do you feel like you have to come out as bisexual to other gay people? Yes. Is that kind of what you mean? That's kind of how you feel? Yeah, like, a lot. A lot of times. I feel like any time I want to say something to or about like a girl it's like me having to come out to gay people and then being being like what you're bisexual well because there's that stereotype i'm not excusing thing i'm just saying i think it comes from that stereotype that like me for instance i came out as bisexual at first Mm -hmm. which i'm i'm not but i know a lot of gay people do come out as bisexual at first right because it's kind of like dipping your toes to see like maybe they won't like, freak out if I'm still attracted to women or if right. I'm still attracted to men, if it's, you know, a woman. Do you think it comes from that? How, like, there's that joke and that stereotype that, like, most gay people come out as bisexual before they fully come out as gay, whether yeah. it be a man or a woman? Yeah, I do. And then a lot of times it's, like, because I'll have people, you know, like, be like, well, you're, you say you identify as bisexual, but you, like, you do makeup and you do drag. And you, like, don't really pursue women. And you don't, like, go after that. And, like, I'm, like, I don't... And I think that all falls back into gender stereotypes. Which I think should be abolished completely. I said what I said. I... Why why should any of that have to deal with if I'm attracted to women? You know what I mean? Because some women like that. And it's... And and that is very true. It's just, you know, for me, if I were to date a girl, I would rather much know that a girl will genuinely like me because I do makeup and because I do drag rather than me. Well, not like you because of those things. Well, not because of those things, but what I mean is, like, they won't judge me because I do those things. And they still enjoy those things about you. Exactly. I have a friend who's dated, uh, she's, she identifies as uh straight but like she leans towards bisexual but she's dated plenty of very feminine men like they do like the whole this and that and they they you know they have feminine attributes about them and it does not bother her whatsoever right because i think she doesn't really care about gender stereotypes which like i said before should be abolished but right yeah i definitely agree do you feel like you do you feel like women also judge you like do you feel like you have to say so you feel like it comes from women as well yes Mm. extremely very much so i've had you know women kind of i've had women tell me oh you're when i was younger they're like oh you're just a, a guy who really cares about um his appearance and really cares about like you Ugh. know the way that he looks and then that made me think oh is it that's supposed to be like like a gay attribute or like right. acting feminine right. and caring like, about your fucking appearance thinking about that when i was younger i was like oh well maybe i am like a straight guy who just cares about his appearance and you know that and then it's like obviously now like that's not like what it is i, I do like, kind of love the, that not caring about your appearance is attributed to straight men that cracks <laughs> me up that's so funny right. so i'm just like it's it's crazy that like you know specifically yeah, getting it from both sides really is, like, exhausting. Uh, I think we should just stop caring and stop assuming people's sexual orientations. Uh, yeah. And just kind of go with it. I mean, you're you are more than welcome to ask if you feel like they're comfortable with it. Or if you want clarity, if you're hitting on someone, I suppose, also. 
But I feel like just don't, like, assumptions just aren't necessary. Right, at all. Because I've met, I've met plenty of, you know, straight men, and I've met plenty of gay men, and their sexual orientation is, like, you wouldn't know the difference. Like, it's, like, there's no, there's no, there should be no stereotype around it. Because it's, like. But alas, we live in an age of stereotypes, love. Speaking about a little bit British for a second, have you heard uh, Adele's like new little song that's coming out? Easy Speaking of coming out, Adele's new album is coming out. That's how you should have segued it. Take notes, hunty. <laughs> no, I'm so excited for her now. Are you serious? I adore Girl. Adele. Adore Adele. Adore Adele. Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like it's going to be good. It, oh, it will be. She's she amazing. Said, when she was on her Instagram live, she was like, um, someone asked the question. I forgot what it was. And she was like, divorce babes. It's about divorce. Divorce babes. <laughs> how, well, how long was that Instagram live? Because I've seen <laughs> so many. many memes and like, they're all different. I'm like, so was she on there for three hours? <laughs> divorce yeah. babes. Divorce I, babes. My favorite one she does. Oh, that's, that gave me a fright. Or <laughs> just something like that. <laughs> And then she's, like, pointing at the camera for something. What's, said, my, what's my body count? <laughs> it was, like, I remember the one where she's, like, pointing at the camera. It was, like, Adele and Squid Game. And it was, like, like, the, like gunshots. the gunshots. I was, I was cackling. Society loves her. Uh, she's so good. No, so I think her album is going to be stellar. Right. I really can't wait. Her voice is just angelic. Well, speaking of albums, our next guest is a musical artist herself. I say next guest like we had a previous one. <laughs> well, Mary Catherine. <laughs> MC. MC. Shout out MC. Um, yes. No, but our next guest is actually a musical artist. Very lovely. Yes, very lovely. Like, you guys are not ready. Yeah, you guys are going to love it. And we're actually with her right after this quick break. We're going to slip in some of her music so y'all can get a little tease of her. Taste. She does love a tease. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back. Mwah. Welcome back to our Ookie Spooky Spectacular of Awkwardly Spooky. Intense 
spooky, kooky. Um, as mentioned before, we have a very lovely guest with us today. Please put your hands together for the witchy witch herself, Ms. Zoe. She's here. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, but I have a bone to pick with you. A bone to pick? <laughs> I say. I love this. how you didn't mention this until right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to catch you off guard. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, God. So anyone okay. who knows how... What do we want? Everyone, anyone that knows that, like, nails is my new thing. Oh, and is it? me and my bank account have a bone to pick with you, because you're part of the blame of why I get my nails done now. Oh, so it's my fault. You're part of the reason. Well, my bank account has a bone to pick with me, too, because of these nails, so <laughs> Give us you're a not alone. Her nails, so clack, clack. mine are like a supple half inch, if that. I wouldn't even call that a half inch. Like well, a fourth of an inch. <laughs> mine are just like a cute little almond. Zoe's are like, how long is that? Um, That's like a whole like, inch and a half. No, off of my top of my finger, probably like two inches. Jesus. So Miss Zoe no. is a nail queen. And when yeah, I first okay. met her, she used to always have, well, she still has the most glamorous nails. And I remember one Aww. time I mentioned, like, I'd always ask you to tap on things. And I was like, oh, I wish I could do that <laughs> myself. And you, you like just Like the said, cans and yes, shit. Yes. And you'd be like, well, why don't you? And I feel like you planted a little seed in my mind. And you wanted me to be just a little bit gayer. And then I remember. Honestly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the first time I made the decision to get my nails done, I feel like I had like a rush of things, and that was one of them, I think. <laughs> a rush of nails. I'm really here for like encouraging guys to get their nails done. Like, gay guys, straight guys, anybody. I'm like, get your nails done. What are you doing? Like, our friend always has long ass nails. You know, our mutual friend that. Ryan. Like, yeah. I didn't know if like you would just like yeah, we can throw people's in. names out. <laughs> yeah, we like, can. we're we'll name bleep. dropping Ryan. We'll bleep them if we need to. But like, he always has like super beautiful nails when he gets them done and I just love that I'm like yes I always serve. tell people if if you don't want to get like a curl like just get a little gel get a little powder a little something just not black girl just don't get black oh I have this thing about guys getting their nails done black like only oh black oh my god I'm about you're like subtweeting my boyfriend right Is now. He, <laughs> my boyfriend's those. like I'm only getting them black and then I just recently got him to like get designs and shit on them and he loves it and I'm like mm-hmm. uh, he's gotta we'll just his... push him a little farther he's gotta dip his so Color, that... colors coming next but he's been on the like black nail polish watch they're like longer than yours next <laughs> right <laughs> He goes in, hi, honey. <laughs> clack, clack, clack. I'd be like, you know. wow, baby. But they're nice and Halloween-y. Let me see them look for time. Yeah, my spider web. They nails. have webs. The ones I'm getting next week, this is so corny, but I'm getting them done black with, and then it's going to be like red dripping, like blood. Like, okay. So That's original. funny because my next set that I'm doing, because me and uh, my guy, my, me and my mans, my guy, we're going to a, um, a Halloween music festival, Halloween oh, weekend. Sick. Oh, where? Um, in Nashville. It's okay. called Doubleween. Ooh, who's and, performing? Um, just like a bunch of fucking DJs we love. There's this DJ called uh, named Raven Schoon that we really like. Shout out Raven Schoon. Shout out Raven Schoon. I'll have to he tag listens. him. Yeah, he would love. He, I'm, I'm gonna tag him. <laughs> I'm gonna let him know. Listens. I'm gonna be like, hey, um, he's really cool, and we've never got to see him live, but we also kind of like talked to him on Instagram and stuff. So oh, we're trying to like link up and oh like, fun let's, let's smoke a blunt ravens are you wearing like a costume and stuff yes that? oh what are your Halloween yes. costumes okay wait year? when is this coming out this is coming out uh it'll be it'll be out this friday okay i don't know if i can spoil my halloween costume oh, i'll give it? one i'll give one away yeah, okay. 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 A surprise give us a tease okay so my boyfriend's hair is half white and half black 
So Please. he's going to be Cruella yes. DeVille, the Cruella. male version of Cruella. <laughs> oh, that's Cruella. I call him Cruella. I, I don't know. I that's wanted what to I do that. And I'm going to be like a sexy little Dalmatian. It's going to be very slutty. And I'm going to have like it a collar be. and like a leash. And that's everything. All of his, the things. So that's one of our costumes for the week. You just have to get a hundred other people to dress up as Dalmatians <laughs> with you. <laughs> right. No, and fuck them. And then... <laughs> You're the only it's, one. One Dalmatian. It's one and one Dalmatian. That's one it. Dalmatian. One and only one Dalmatian. I love it. That's cute. I was gonna do that Cruella, but a friend of mine was doing it. But you take right. you take Halloween very seriously. Very seriously. So I was like, what be- what oh better guests can I get that won't cost me an arm? I'm honestly leg? so right. honored though because like ugh. I've grown up, like, Halloween's been my favorite thing, like, always. Same. And, uh, like, I grew up in a haunted house, so once I got out of the haunted house, and when I was, like, 17, because um, it actually closed down once that happened, Wait, I, like... you mean, like, it was a tourist attraction haunted house? It was just, like, your home that happened to no, be haunted? No, 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 no. Okay, so a haunted house, like, a theatrical, oh, like, okay. you go through That's haunted cute. house. That's cute. That's stunning. So... Haven't we ever talked about House of Shock before, you and I? I believe so. Okay, well, yeah. Like, my family owned House of Shock, which was, like, a really big haunted attraction. I don't okay. know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah, it sounds very familiar. Um, But basically, my parents, like, met there. I was conceived there. Mm. Um, hot tip. <laughs> hot tip, I was conceived <laughs> in one of those. hot tip. And, um... So Halloween is the reason I exist, like literally, right. you know. Oh, so that's like, and oh, I was so yeah, raised. It has to be your thing. It, it's right. bound to be. I mean, it's I didn't Christmas. just like, I didn't like just like say like, okay, this is my thing. Right. It's just like, once the hall, like the haunted house ended, and I had grew up there my whole life, and I didn't have something like taking all my attention and like filling up my Halloween like needs, I was like, oh my god, like. I love this so much, and now right. I don't have an outlet for it. Like, I just would go to the haunted house every October and scare people and get dressed up and do all the spooky shit. But then I didn't have it anymore, and I was like, oh, my God, like, now I have to do something to make it special. So I started going, like, super hard on my costumes yeah. and being like, I'm going to, like, show out every year. Right. And I, it just keeps getting better, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking to keep just getting better. Like your time. Halloween costumes? Yes. They just get better every year because... I'm, like, super attentive to detail. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, my other costume that I couldn't talk about because it's a secret, I've been waiting to do this costume for probably, like, ten years. Can you tell right. us after? Yeah, I'll tell okay. you. I'll okay. tell you. Because I'm kind of wanting to Yeah. <laughs> I literally spent all day today hand sewing, Come like, on. the details on the shirt and shit. Like, I'm literally making it as perfect as I can. Come on. I've scoured the internet for hours looking for different costume pieces for it. Like, right. I just got one in and it didn't fit and I wanted to literally jump off the building. You have plenty of time. I'll figure it out, yeah. Well, not, not really. Weeks. You really don't have that two much time left. Two weeks. Yeah. And we're like, oh God, we're trying to get everything figured out for this festival and like right. traveling to Nashville. We already have like our Airbnb and all that shit, but. And like, well, I'm, I'm like uh, two weeks and I'm like, girl, there's like a lot of like makeup people that I have to do because I'm a makeup artist. Oh. And I like, I wanted to at least book myself five people. And like, I have Jack and like a couple other people that I have to do. And I'm like, I have to probably start, like, early. You're like, I have work to do. Not to mention our Halloween giveaway is still underway. You can still win a chance for Zane to either do your makeup or do a a Zoom interview where he teaches you how to do it. Come add to his stress. Yes, (laughs) Who wants to add to Zane's stress? (laughs) The more stressed out Zane is, the more creative he is. That is a big fact. So That is a big fact. Oh, that's good then. It is. Like, the more pressure that I have, the better my, like, creativity is. And, like, Jack doesn't know this, but, like, I booked him last throughout the day for me to do my makeup 
purposely because of that. Because you're gonna be in your zone. By like that time. by that time, I want to be able to fully give like my creativity. I like to think that I'm Zane's muse. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> when though, it comes yeah. to putting makeup on other people, Zane actually got me into makeup and like is the reason I like to do it and stuff now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, reverting back to Halloween costume, I do have a question for you. So you go hard for your Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. So people ask me all the time, like, "Well, you only dress up as this thing one time. You're never gonna wear this outfit again," which you probably won't. Why? What? What makes it worth it for you to wear that for just like no matter how much you spend, no matter how much wa- hard work you put into it, what makes it worth it for you to do that for that one night? I think just people's reactions when they see you, especially if it's something that's not like dummy basic. Like, a lot of people just go to the fucking Halloween store and buy a costume mm-hmm. and it's like trash and it looks like cheap and it doesn't look good. Agreed. And people just don't really put what they could put into it. But if you like put a lot of effort into it, I mean, I just. I think I figured this out from seeing people in really intricate costumes. I was like, oh my god, like, the time you put into that and this moment that I'm getting to see you be this person is just everything. And, like, there are costumes I've seen over the years, specifically on Bourbon Street. If you've ever been to Bourbon Street on Halloween night, it is fucking awesome. I have seen some of the most realistic costumes. Like, there was this one guy who came up to me one time, uh, and he was dressed as Edward Scissorhands, and I'm, like, obsessed with Tim Burton, obsessed with everything that is anything like that. Right. And so I love Edward Scissorhands. I love Johnny Depp. And when I saw him, I just was, like, melting. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's Edward. And I, like, ran up to him, and, like, he just put so much time and effort into it, and I just... Love when people, like, stop you and they're like, oh, my God, your costume looks so fucking that good. Part. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's literally, maybe it sounds conceited, but it's like, no, I know. compliment I my costume, compliment my work. Because I'm the same way. Any opportunity to dress up, whether it be for Pride, because, mm-hmm. like, Pride this year, I spent a lot of time making my costumes and putting my work into it. And then, like, for Halloween last year. Oh, you looked so cute as Harley Quinn. The Harley Quinn one. And I made... I made a good bit of it myself. And I the jacket I bought, but I added a lot onto it. But, like, the baseball bat, I made myself. Really? Well, I didn't make the bat. I bought but mine. I, I did all the, um, like, all the designs and stuff on nice. it. I did myself. And, like, when we went, when we walked down Bourbon Street, people were, like, stopping us to take pictures. Like, I felt like a celebrity. And that's the best thing ever. It's, right. like, when people are, like, oh, my God, I love your costume so much. Let me take a picture. It's, like, oh, my God, what a rewarding feeling. Exactly. Like, I did good, you know? Very true. I know you feel the same way. I, I do. I've never been to, like, uh, you know, a big city because I'm from Lafayette, which is about two hours away. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love to, like, really dress up and, like, do, like, a lot of fun things. But, like, there, there's not really an opportunity to do that unless, like, you know, you're a performer. And I do drag out there. But, like, I've never been to New Orleans for Halloween. So oh my like God, you're and like out. you know my it's costumes kind of and Jack's Halloween costume. in New I'm Orleans like so excited because I feel like New Orleans is already such like a you can Spooky wear a costume place. well yes but you can wear a costume any day of the fucking week that's what I in always New say. Orleans and nobody's gonna bat an eye they're gonna right. be like bitch whoa right. you look great so it's like my whole life I've dressed up and just like me and my friends will just dress up and go out to the city and just right. walk around like literally we love dressing up and I wanted to say something about you had said like. You buy a costume and you only wear it once and it's like... Yeah, know. like whether you make it or you buy it or you right. spend however much you spend. if you're someone like me, like I find, You'll find a, a way. way to wear it more. Like my Harley Quinn costume, for instance. I have dressed up as Harley Quinn literally like 30 times. And you go to a lot of festivals and oh, stuff Oh yeah, I've done, it for, I've done it for Voodoo. I've done it for Halloween. I've done it... Um, I went to a like Mardi Gras 
festival one time, or not festival, like a Mardi Gras ball with my mom. And it was like a costume ball. Oh, So on. I was like, it's Mardi Gras, Jester, right, Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn. like, might as well. Right. So I did it for that. Right. Like, I've done it, like, so many times. And I just keep my outfits. And sometime it just comes up to right. me. And I'm like, I can use that again. Right. Well, I didn't start really, really dressing up till last year. But, like, my Harley Quinn jacket, like, I tore the sleeves off. And they can fit around the legs. So like they look like cute little ruffles okay. around the legs. So like for Mardi Gras, I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna rewear that. Hell yeah! And like my wrestling singlet that I made, like I can rewear that for other things. But wrestling. yeah, I wrestling singlet. Yeah, it was the, the first costume I did. So I did. So like this year, I'm doing three. I'm assuming. How many are you doing? I'm doing two. You're doing two. I'm doing yeah. Friday, Saturday, and I Sunday. usually do three. But I also get, like, really stressed when it comes to the third oh. costume, and you're, like, buckling down to buying the last yeah. things, and it's, like, stress. Right. So, well, wait, wait, so, the one you're hiding from us, that's your favorite one? Yes. I've Like I said, I've been waiting, like, ten years right. for this costume. I had another friend who did this costume, and I wanted to let her do it first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because... Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he got me. It's, it's Natalie, Natalie Portman it's from Portman. Annihilation. But, uh... <laughs> But I had a friend who wanted to do it, and I, she looks a lot more like the person that I'm dressing up like than mm-hmm. I do. So I kind of wanted to, like, I love her very much, but I kind of wanted to see what she was going to do. So that right. when I did it, I could, like, mm. do it better. And see if they did it, like, what they did wrong. They right. practice a lot yeah. Wrong. And really just not even, like, do it better, but just do it more detailed. Right. Oh, yeah. Because she looked so fucking good, and all day I was like, you are scrumptious. Right. Because I, like, I really am in love with the character that I'm being, so I'm, like... Trisha Paytas. It's my fantasy. Trisha Paytas! Trisha Paytas! I wanted to Trisha be Trisha Paytas. Paytas just has her pussy out on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, girl. Queen word. Do I it. I wanted to be Trisha Paytas. Do it. <laughs> I just was shocked. I went on her Twitter one time, and I saw her pussy on her Twitter, and I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, she doesn't wow. fuck with me. She, like, she doesn't give a like this that wow. does it into the pool. It's just all out there. I'm like, come on, mom. And then the Is next... she, like, does she have, like, an OnlyFans, probably? She has her own website. Oh, it's only Trish. Oh. It's onlytrish.com. <laughs> shout out to Shepetas. If we shout her out, she might listen. She's making that money, girl. But, um. We can't hate on it. You good, Zane? <laughs> oh, also, Zane, my brother's name is Zane. Really? I didn't tell you that. Oh my god. And it's crazy because yours is with an X. Yeah. And then I have a third brother. His name is Zach with X's. Oh, that's sick. So it's like you're like a mixture of my two brothers. Right. Oh my gosh. Cool. Dab. Dab. Everything. You weren't, no, you were conceived <laughs> in Halloween. You weren't born in Halloween. What are some of your Halloween traditions? Since this is like your time. Um, like dress like you're... a bad bitch. Period. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do something bloody every year. Okay. Fake blood. Yes. Aesthetic is everything. We're gonna link her Instagram. She has some gorgeous photo shoots. You have one where you got a fast food restaurant with blood all over yeah. you. Yeah. And I go back I'm to those I'm one of my pictures. proudest moments. I show people those pictures. That is one of my proudest moments because I don't know, we, me and my best friend Corbin, you know Corbin, mm-hmm. um, we decided to go, I wanted to get dressed in the outfit and get bloody and go take pictures for the gram. And he is my photographer, my love, my life. Shout out Corbin. Shout out Corbin. Um, we love you. <laughs> and anytime I need photos taken, Corbin's on top of it and he knows all the angles and he knows all my good sides and he coaches me and and most of the product that you see on my instagram is because of corbin how long does but, that take for a creepy little photo shoot like that that some one of those... took us like two hours oh yeah i figured we were out there just oh my god I, I literally just deleted all the extra photos that we didn't use like three days ago like literally just deleted them because i love them i would just go back and flip through them and be like i'm covered in blood and i love it 
But um, there was a rallies right down the street. We did it in my mom's neighborhood. That was like on the levee near my mom's house. And it's kind of like the area I grew up in, like that neighborhood we filmed it in or took the pictures in. So I like knew where I was, knew what backdrops I wanted and where they were. Like it was, we just went straight over there. And then after we were done taking pictures there, like the main spot, I was like, I have an idea. What if we went to rallies down the street and I got like some food and we covered everything in blood and it looked like a post-murder munchie vibe. That's very much. That's everything. <laughs> and... I, just, I don't know. It's just like I, I got like this inspiration. I don't know where I got it from, but I randomly was like, let's do this. And so we went down the street and it was so funny because if you see the pictures, if you go to my Instagram and you see the photos, my ass is like out. Like I'm in a little schoolgirl skirt and my ass is completely out and I'm wearing like a thong. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like half naked at the rallies and I'm like sitting was on the cold? ground. Oh, no, not really. Not really. I was, fake blood gets cold quickly. It, it dried, thank God. Real blood gets cold quickly. Oh. Oh. So it dried quickly. We'll cut that out. <laughs> we'll cut that so out. So it dried quickly. <laughs> so anyways, it dried quickly, and um, I'm like half naked covered in blood outside the rallies. And it's a drive through so like there's people. It's a double right. drive through So there's people going by on both sides just looking at me like, what the fuck is that girl what doing? What is going on? And I'm sitting there like with this food... And I'm, like, I had a butcher knife out there, like, covered in blood, like, by the food. And I'm taking pictures. And then it's funny, uh, this girl I know named Aubrey, she is, she works at Hank's Food Store. Do you know what Hank's Food Store is? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, shout out Hank's. Have Hank's shout is, out Hank's, Hank's is the hub. Um, <laughs> shout out Aubrey and fucking Alex at Hank's. Um, but, uh... They basically run Hanks, and for years, me and my friends have been going into Hanks all hours of the night, like, fucked up, or, you know, after partying or whatever, and, like, getting food and drinks, and so we became friends with the people who worked there, and this lady, Aubrey, she's like my mom, and she literally was in the rallies line when I was oh, when taking those this? photos, oh, no. and she pulls up, and she stops, and she looks at me, and I look at her, and she's like, Zoe Page, and I looked at her, and I was like, oh, hey! And she's like, what are you doing? What and I'm like, doing? I'm taking pictures. And then the fucking rallies lady was outside on FaceTime with her six-year-old, like showing her six-year-old, like, look at who's at my work. And I'm like, I'm literally like, like you're like a Power Ranger or I'm something. Like, right. I'm Minnie Mouse. You're Peach or some like famous children's character. Like, look on the phone with her daughter, look who's here. And I'm like, should hey, you be doing something? Like, what are you Petrified doing? that poor child. Literally. Some no, blonde she was woman excited. covered in blood. She was Probably. very excited. But anyways, the pictures came out fucking phenomenal. I think my favorite part about that is the pictures, which, like I said, we're going to link her Instagram. Please go check it out. It's like... I would appreciate it. The pictures <laughs> look, like, high value. They look... It was just taken on an iPhone. It looks it looks like a professional photo shoot, but I think my favorite part Zane's about this... Zane's like, I'm on it. Which is... Zane's, this, like, searching right now. What's it? What's it? It's Baby Zoso. Baby Zoso, at Baby Zoso, follow me. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure to link in everything. <laughs> Um, but my fa- I think one of my favorite parts is that this was just a rally's parking lot with fake blood on things, and you were just covered in fake blood. Like, it, in the reality of it was kind of, like, not much, if that makes sense. It but was it's like, kind of embarrassing yeah, to but, be, like, out there half-naked covered in blood. And it's like the, but the pictures are so good. And so that, that reminds you, this is my next kind of topic that I wanted to slip into. Like your cover for your album, which we mentioned earlier that uh, Zoe makes very beautiful music, which will also be linked. Oh, Please go check you it so out. Much. It's 
so good. I appreciate it. Her music, your music comes on, and I'm like, I forget that it's you, and I'm like, oh my god, I was like, what, who is this? I'm like, oh, it's, and your music comes on, like, oh my god, who is this? I was like, oh my god, that's Zoe. But, like, your album, album cover photo is gorgeous. It's, Thank like, you. this beautiful, bright pink, it's, like, clouds everywhere. Tell the, the quick story on how you... <laughs> How that came to be. That's so funny, because you were at my house, like, every day when oh, that yeah. was going on. Um, okay, so, I, in 2019, made an EP in the matter of, like, three months, because I had been, like, stressing myself about, like, not making new music in, like, a long time, and I had a bunch of people asking me about it, which I'm now back at that point now, and Thank I'm trying God. to make new shit, and it's, like, so stressful. I'm sure we'll get into it. Um... But I was trying to, like, bust out this EP because I wanted to, like, prove something to myself, I guess. Like, prove that I could do it. Prove that I had it in me to, like, make something good and, like, quickly. Like, with a deadline. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like a little mini challenge. But it was also really stressful. And it came to the point where I had to think of, like, what I wanted the cover to be and, like, what I wanted to call it and, like, all this stuff. All this, like, artistic stuff that I would never got to do before. So I was really excited about it. But um, I was also, like, what can I, like like going through things in my brain like what looks cool like what's creative like I I like hold myself to like a standard of like my like um what would it be called like my inspirations like my icons um like I love Halsey I love Ariana I love Miley there's some inspirations for Halsey is like my fucking queen Period, point blank. I'm actually about to go get another Halsey tattoo. Let's where's that first one you have? I have two Halsey tattoos. Her right? song "You I'm Should Be Sad" is everything. Oh my god, there's so many better songs. No, that I just that song specifically <laughs> resonates with me so much. No, it's yeah, it is a really good song. She looks really hot in that video. Oh yeah. So my first Halsey tattoo is we're going off topic real quick. My first Halsey tattoo is "No City, No Man" and it's on my arms. Oh, and I actually have a picture of her with my tattoos like. Standing next to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You got a picture with her? Yeah. I, I've met her twice now. But Come the first on. time I met her, I was Isn't like Isn't she like 18. famous for recognizing her fans? Very, yeah. She does not forget anybody. Do you think she remembered you? She, yeah. I mean, she claims yeah. she did. I think she might she have. She said. you have tattoos. But it's weird. No, but that's the thing. When I first met her, I didn't have the tattoo. I got oh. the first tattoo the week after I met her. Because mm. she had like touched my soul that first night that I right. saw her live and I met her. I was like, oh my god. Like, she said on stage, I want you to remember that you don't belong to anybody but yourself. And she was like, don't belong to no city and you don't belong to no man. Period. (laughs) Fingernail clacks for that. Fingernail clacks for Miss Ashley. Um, And so, I remember, like, hearing her say that and I was just like, oh my god. Like, what a good message. Like, what a beautiful person. I love her. And so... I was just, like, touched by that, and I ended up meeting her that night, so I went and got the tattoos, and I was, like, 18 and, like, super cheesy, and I, like, wore the same outfit I met her in to get the tattoo. I was, like, gung-ho about it. It's cute. It was really cute. And, um, so then, like, a year later, when I was 19, I hear that she's, like, out in the French Quarter, just, like, out and about. And you were, like, And me and my friends were, like, me and my friends were, like. Did you go look for her? Yes. Me and my friends were literally around. Where is this bitch? Where is this bitch? Where is this bitch? Where is she? (laughs) (laughs) And so, we were literally, like, right down the street. So, we were, like, might as well go walk around and see if we, like, see anybody acting out of pocket. And, like, see if we can spot her. So we went and walked, literally walked down the first street that we were down, and it was raining. I remember it was raining. 
or we weren't walking, we were driving, and I drove down the first street we pulled into, and I saw these girls, like, looking into a window. And I was and like, like, and I was they like, were actually just I'm like, that's someone. sus. <laughs> right. They were stalking someone, and it wasn't even Halsey. This is a good, this is oh, a plot twist. Oh, oh. this is a plot twist. It's not so important. I pull over and I park, and we like in the rain run over there to ask them, like, are you guys looking for Halsey by chance? <laughs> and it was like super embarrassing, and like especially now when you think about it, because people are like, oh my god, I don't understand how people are so obsessed with celebrities, and like you're crazy, and it's like, bitch. This woman inspires me so much. Let me tell her. Let me tell her that I love her. Right. Just fuck you. All right. right. So, anyways, and she's super sweet and she's super understanding, that's what which I, is awesome. That's when people always say that she's very down. She's to her. awesome. And um, so we were like, "Are you guys here looking for Halsey?" And they were like, "Halsey!" And they got like really like surprised, and they were like, "Vanessa no. Hudgens is inside." No, no, but this <laughs> is. They said no. This is a G Easy meet and greet. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And I was like. Oh my god. Not this. But listen, but listen, this was before they had come out and said that they were together. So we didn't think anything of that. We thought that she was just like, you know, hanging out with some famous friends yeah. or whatever. Because that night there was like a Bud Light show and it was like G Easy and Cardi B were performing there. I remember this like very vividly. <laughs> oh, I remember okay, this whole I think day. So. Weird, but yeah, Bud Light was like sponsoring this show. So. <laughs> Sounds ghetto. I don't know. <laughs> and so they had this meet and greet, like, in this bar on Decatur. And there was no security. There was literally nothing to, like, protect. I mean, I guess nobody really gives a fuck about g Easy, But right. there was no, like, security p- to protect this man. There was just, like, people everywhere. So the girls outside were like, well, we're 17. We can't get in. And me and my friend were like, bitch. Sorry. We're, we're 19. We're going right. in. Yeah. So they just checked our IDs, let us in, no charge. I ended up standing like three feet from g Easy with like no security. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings me back around to, I mean, you have to start somewhere. You know, Very like true. you kind of like, I, oh, for sure. I always say like, like bringing back to your thing, like the, how you got that cover photo is like. Oh, I know. It, we went off topic. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I'm like the queen of tangents. So are we. It, okay. it fits. It, it yeah. fits in. But <laughs> I always find a way to bring it back around. Okay, yeah. But like Holly being, uh, Holly, Halsey being like embarrassing <laughs> and bad in that performance, <laughs> it's, it's good that, you know, she had that time to be bad whenever she was much, it's much humbling. smaller. It's humbling. Yeah. And so I, like I always said, like, I mean, however many listeners we get, I won't ever say, but obviously we don't get that hundreds of thousands and we have like some crunchy moments, but I'm like, it's better to have these crunchy moments when you don't have much of an audience so that you oh, can get 100%. better. Oh, hundred percent. Right. And there's always room for growth. Right. Cause we were talking about a little, a little bit last week about how like, um, a lot of people will get famous really young and really and, quickly. Oh and really have quickly. no way to know. And then if they mess up mm-hmm. or make a mistake, like the world is like, like oh. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Our Justin like Bieber the, had uh, to grow up in front of the world. Miley Cyrus. The Demilio twins. Oh, yes. oh, God. I, I don't like them. I, I don't like their art, quote unquote, that they put out, like the things that they do. But I, they get, like, so much hate. And I think it's because they be, they became famous so quickly and they didn't have time to, like, I be think, crunchy on their own. I don't even think that's it. Because I think they're pretty, like, good about what they're, like... Obviously, what they're doing is, is accumulating numbers. Like, obviously, what they're doing is working for this them. This is true. But... At the same time, I think they get so much hate and criticism because they're, like, TikTok girls who really... Like, Addison Ray as well, and, like, the Hype House and all that shit. People hate them because they got famous for doing fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. They got famous for doing little dances and, like, meeting yeah. a quota. Yeah. And, like... Wait, wait, is that something that 
like let's say you got famous overnight would you rather become famous overnight or as you are now a small creator like building and like working your way up I think it depends. There's pros and cons. Yeah. Because it. it depends on what you're, like, getting famous off of. Like, if right. I post, like, a stupid fucking TikTok, like, I'm not doing TikTok dances. Right. I have, like, two TikToks. Right. Three TikToks, maybe. I'm trying to do more, like, when I start, like, promoting my new stuff, my new music. I also want to do a TikTok with my, like, Halloween costume I haven't been able to for foreclose that's not the right word disclose right. <laughs> not foreclose, foreclose. foreclose. <laughs> um foreclose so time. i want to do a tiktok at, of that like maybe that'll i don't know tiktok's really like you're posting it because you want it to get on the blow page. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what everybody's on yeah. for. so it's like of course you want to get views but i don't think i'd want to get famous overnight off of like a tiktok right you i would rather for your singing yeah but also a lot of like overnight success stories are people who have like been signed and like doing work and shit for like years Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. SZA for instance Mm -hmm. SZA popped off at like 28 had been doing music for like 8 to 10 years yeah she had a lot of music before Control came out yeah and then all of a sudden it was like overnight Control was this huge album I think I'd rather go overnight like that but then again that's not even overnight that's you went overnight success but you also put in fucking 8 to 10 years before that Right. I'm praying I don't have to put in eight to ten years before I do something with this. Right. Well, honestly, your but first album, not your album, your EP, yeah. and you had music before that. I had one song, one cover before that. So your, well, your your EP that you released, that to me, I don't know if it's just because that's the type of music I really enjoy, that EP could hold up as like, I could hear that on the radio because a lot of people I know come out with music and it it is really crunchy and really bad. Yeah, I got really lucky with my producer. It was... Shut up, Fitz. Amazing. How did you, as a small (laughs) artist, manage to pull something like that off? Because it's very fully realized. It's It's a whole... It's, I mean, it's not an album, it's an EP, but... It's an EP, technically, but, but it's, whatever. it's like a five-song whole... Right. But, like, how did you manage, as a small artist, to, to kind of come out with something that's just so well-rounded and, like, very self-aware of what it is? I just... I really appreciate you saying that because at the time, and even now, I, like, pick away at that EP. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. I mean, of course, when it's your work. And I'm sure you guys listen to your podcast mm. and you pick the fuck away at right. what editing was or what you know how you said something you know it's just how we are we're like super like hard on ourselves all the time especially as creators Mm -hmm. and so at the time I would go through phases right I would like we made it and I was like holy fuck like this is actually really good like I was not expecting it to just like happen like that because I didn't like you saying like how did you pull it off I don't really know I just kind of like let it happen and like didn't try too hard and like kind of just like let it flow and it like pulled together really nicely but that's also like really stressful for me because like not planning things as a Capricorn is like hard (laughs) like Mm. not having everything like laid out and knowing what I like want and what I'm gonna do I try to plan as much as I can but like what I've learned from like listening to my favorite artists speak about their creative process or just trying to figure out like what works for me as an artist like in my creative process I'm just not forcing it I'm not gonna sit there and force it if something's not working there's a reason because we literally would make one beat to do one take over it recording and be like, wow, that was actually pretty good. Let's just clean it up in a few spots. And a couple of those songs on my EP were like that. Like, one take. Like, Don't Mind was my first song I ever... That's my full. favorite. Don't Mind's my first song. Like, my first real song that I wrote. Now, I don't, like, fully produce everything on my own. I'm a co-producer of everything. Because going into it, I didn't have, like, any knowledge of, like, 
and music is any of the production yeah oh yeah i set a budget with the guy that i was working with and i did my whole project from start to finish like including like album covers and all that shit like 1300 yeah for yeah. that ep Right. And it's like it's six songs and it's like it's five five five, five songs. songs sorry <laughs> no it's okay it's like i wish it was six songs and it's like that's <laughs> it's a yeah it's hard especially being like not you're not on your own because you have like a producer and stuff but i mean like you kind of start these things on your own like i didn't well, yeah realize, i would write in my room yeah you know, i didn't realize how him. much work a podcast is like people think it's just two people yeah. talking and no ma'am no <laughs> ma'am <laughs> that's true. the first step of the yeah. whole thing Right. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. At the time of the EP, I was like really big, sad girl. Zoe, you're sad. <laughs> Just instantly. Well, not now. So when I made my EP, um, I was on my sad girl shit, like, big time, because I just went through a really bad breakup, and at the time, it was, like, the worst breakup I had ever had. Can we get a clap for that? I wanted to, I wanted to do an ASMR episode with <laughs> just me. Um, but, yeah, so I feel like everything that happened, like, on the album like lyric wise and just creation wise it just came out of like a pure place of like nothing but emotion and I think that's kind of what like helped it like work out and like be so good is because it was like just so honest but that's what I wanted I wanted to be like brutally honest about how I was feeling and sometimes when I like meet people and they're like oh like I've heard your songs and like I ask them like sometimes like what, what was your first impression of my music just because I want feedback and they're like uh like my boyfriend for instance said that's me Oh, I, I will ask you in just one second. My boyfriend, <laughs> my boyfriend said, uh, the first thing I thought when I heard your music was, damn, this bitch is sad. And I was like, well, I was. So I'm glad you felt that. I'm glad that I expressed that because, right. man, I was fucking sad. But, like, if I'm not feeling anything, if I'm not going any through anything, like, like music is really hard to write. Agreed. Like, oh, if I'm in a happy-ass place, but I it's can imagine. so hard. When I'm sad, I can spill, like paragraphs of feelings but when i'm like you know i'm happy i'm in love right now and like writing is so hard i'm having to find could you write about that i mean yes but i'm not trying to write like all cheese ball love music Mm -hmm. you know i'm trying to dive into like deeper topics like that are more important um and it's just i'm really challenging myself as a writer right now because i'm trying to make my new project very different from my last one i'm trying to kind of go oh god (laughs) (laughs) feel so sorry. I feel so that was sad. country. Yeah, that is her country song. I remember That's just so funny. whenever I had met you, uh, it was through the pandemic and whatnot, and then I got in a relationship, and then I it was... Oh, I remember that. Absolutely horrible. The breakup was... Was it? Oh, girl. Because we didn't really talk after that. It was bad. And I remember your album... Because my impression of like your music is that like you sound hurt. Yeah. Like, it's like you sound like what... like. You just sound hurt. You sound very broken, a lot of them. I was. <laughs> and it, I remember, like, it re- It helped me through a really hard time, honestly. Like, your music got me through. Because, like, that's what... It, it's kind of like Adele. 
Like how, you know, when she goes through a breakup, I remember making a joke to her. Uh, fucking voice cracks me up that, like, recent seen Instagram, Instagram live. live. <laughs> she does, oh, that's frightening. So I've been, Am I going to do a collab with Peppa, Peppa Pig? No. She goes, what's my body count? What's that? I don't know, what's that? I don't know what that means. I'm like, you know what a body count is. But I remember I made a joke to my roommate. Uh, my ex had tried to contact me not too long ago, and then very recently, which we discussed in the beginning. And... I remember making a joke to Kyle. I was like, Ugh. I was like, my friend Zoe needs to break up with her boyfriend so she could drop a new album for me. I was like, cause I'm sad right now. <laughs> sometimes I get, sometimes I get scared. That's the only way I'm gonna do something successful. So I don't is think if so. I am, if I am in a bad place. So and I'm like, what am I- a lot of artists, a lot of music people can relate to that. That's oh, like a, that's sure. a thing that they go through. Like I know, like for me personally, like I write music and I like produce music, um, and like do that. Uh, a lot of my music, like, I've been, like, you know, obviously going through something and it's very, like, you know, makes you very sad. And it's, like, my, like, most recent things that I like to, like, talk about are, like, um, problems that, like, I personally face, like, being, like, specifically black. Like, that's my new thing that I'm trying to, like, make my music about. It's just, like, going through, like, black cultures and stuff like that. And just to give you an example, it's, like, my music is very um, much, like, poetry written and very um like that vibe Mm -hmm. so not really like a song but just like a poetry like thing over like a beat but like i definitely agree with you when you say like it's difficult to like write something when it's like it feels like nothing's going on yeah i i feel because you're just like what am i even feeling right now am i good right like, am I could you do like I a halloween like... album i know it's a little too late now, um but... okay so actually like kim, that's kim petrus that's what i was gonna say kim petrus when she did that i was like oh, why didn't i think of it first like it's so good it reminds me of you like i was like this is something i, need I feel it. like you would do i need it yeah it's definitely a goal of mine and it's crazy um like don't mind was kind of written with like a like a Halloweeny dark intent. Like mm-hmm. I had like a dark like feeling for that song. But like the cool thing about Don't Mind is it sounds very like twinkly and like happy in the beginning. It's like And mystical. then it's like dark lyrics. I don't know. It's kinda cool though, because you say like you write poetry. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Like I don't really write music and then go to the studio and then like lay it down and then build a beat around it. Right. I'm quite the opposite. I like to do a beat, mm-hmm. feel the music by itself and really enjoy that. And then go on top of it and put lyrics down and let that, like, sound take me. And so I had Don't Mind being my first song was a poem in my fucking, in my notes. Because I write everything in my notes. If I think of anything, I write it in my notes. I've got so much stuff. And I had, like, wrote this, you know, I've got a black soul, but I've got good intentions. You know, my chest is hollow, like, all this shit. And then when we made the beat, I was, like, on my way home driving in the car, listening to the beat, being like, I really like this. It was the first thing that we made. And I opened my notes, and this was, don't don't read your notes while driving, guys. Jesus. I was like, wait, she opened her notes? <laughs> right. Yeah, I was so, I was so just, like, excited and eager. Like, I did a bad thing, and I drove while looking at my notes. And <laughs> I came, I was just playing the track over and over and over again, and I was, like, looking at my notes and, like, trying to figure out what little poem thing I had written in there might go with this, if I could find something, or if I just had to, like, start from scratch. And I just got a black soul, good intentions, my chest is hollow, did I mention? I've been dancing with the devil and I don't regret it. Regret <laughs> Not me trying to sing with you. 
And it just happened, and I was like, holy fuck, and I was like, that's actually good. Right. And I kept going, and it just worked out. It just happened. It was really weird, and I was like, <gasps> I just kept being like, oh my god, how did this happen? I just like wrote a song, and I was like really proud of myself, and it was even more like a, this is what I'm meant to fucking do. Right. I don't care what anybody tells me. This is what I'm meant to do. Right. And I've always felt like that. Right. So I'm not letting anything. So this isn't take me just a hobby for you. This is what you want to do. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And like it's it sucks because like my family is looking at me like, what are you doing with your life? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't go to college. I like Same. left high school and I was like, fuck college. I'm not going into debt. I'm right. gonna chase my dream and I'm gonna make it work for me because I don't need to go to college to be a singer. Right. I relate to you on that level because it's like I could go to school and get a degree very easily. Um, yeah. I I but I, what I want to do you can't go to school for because I'm in I'm in the same boat that I like to create. I like to feel creative. I love that energy. And I always said ever since I was little that like the thing I want to do. I'm like you can ask my mom. The thing I want to do when I grow up and I'd say this when I was little is I want to be that thing that takes people away. Like, if you need to be, like, swept away something, whether it's through my writing, th- through my my podcast, <laughs> whether I'm acting, whether I'm, well, I can't sing, but it, it's something that I put out that people can consume it, and, like, whatever's going on in their life, they don't have to pay attention to. Yeah. I am that escape for them. Right. And you can't go to school for that. No. And some people don't, don't it's recognize like, that. That doesn't resonate yeah. with them. Because I'm sure if you wanted to go to school and become a this or that, you could. I mean, I could go to school and, like, do, like, you know, production or do... Because I want to get to the point where I do everything on my own. Like, I don't want to rely on anybody. I right. want to sit in my house and be alone in a room and let everything come out right. and not be even worried about anybody in the room. Right. And just make my own thing and feel my own thing and do my own thing. Yeah, but what, what I mean is, like, you could go to school for nursing or teaching oh, or God, this no. stuff. But I you would wouldn't never. feel fulfilled. No, I would feel fucking, like, oh, what am I doing? This is not what I want. And there's nothing wrong with doing those things. Oh, but like, no. I some mean, especially don't... if that's what you want to do. And some people don't realize that, like, that's just not fulfilling for me. Like, I was going to go to school for criminal psychology, and it's like, yeah, I could have done that. It would have taken, like, however many years, but, like, I wouldn't have felt fulfilled at the end right. of that. No, exactly. Like this, doing this makes I feel right. fulfilled. Because you're like creating. And right. it, it feels so whether two people, 10, 50, 100,000 are listening to it or consuming it, it you feel something from that. Yeah. And you feel like you did something. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, like look at this product that I put out. That's why music, like not being able to put out music as often as I want because of my like restrictions of being an independent artist who doesn't produce my own music all the way, like... I have to rely on other people and that yeah. like makes it really hard to make like really good products. Right. Cause there's only so many fucking people around that I have connections to. Like I'm trying to sort like sought out whoever, or that was not the right word. Just cut that out. <laughs> I'm just trying to like find the right person to create with me and be on like the same wavelength. Right. And it's hard when and you I can't mean, do it by yourself. I'm sure you get approached by, cause I know me, this isn't, me trying to sound conceited, but, like, I'll have guys tell me, like, oh, I'm a modeling scout, or, like, oh, I do, like, movie production stuff, and mm-hmm. what they mean by that is they're at a very, very low level of something, and they try to play it off like they're, like, some big wig, and they oh, can help God. you, but they just mm-hmm. want something from you, or they want to take advantage of you. Yeah. I'm sure that's something you encounter a lot, like, people being like, oh, I could, girl, me and you could go in this, and I'll make music for you, and All it'll be everything. All the time. And it's, I, I feel bad a lot of the time. To, who do, how do you learn who to trust and who not to? Because some people are real, and some people, you know, they, yeah. have, they don't have the best intentions. I think it's just, honestly, the way that people, like, approach it. Because generally, 
like the people that I've worked with that I found success with, they didn't chase after me at all. I found them right. and I went to them and I was like, I have this project. I'm an artist. Will you do this with me? When people are like sliding in my DMs like, hey girl, or like in the Tinder DMs, hey girl, I'm a producer. I see you make music. Like right. so we I should love, collab. I'm like, oh, I love your Tinder thing of men that you smash with. Oh, it's so with. funny. So I have a boyfriend and we're we've almost been together for a year and we're very happy and we. He are, seems like such a sweetheart. He's wonderful. He's the best boyfriend I've ever had. Amazing. Shout out Parker. I'm doing all the shout outs for all the people that I love. But Please do. I'm just going to tag them all and be like, I mentioned you in this yeah, podcast. Fucking listen to you it. You have more listeners? <laughs> and so um, he's wonderful. But I also like, I, you know, want to reach more people. I want to like get my Instagram following up as an artist, especially as an independent artist. I'm always looking for a platform. I'm always looking for like, that's why I thought this was so cool. I was like, I get to like, be like, I was on a podcast. Watch this. And then the people that like your podcast will like learn who I am and be like, oh, this girl's cool, you know? And so I'm always looking for like ways to like up, boost my views, boost everything so that I can like get more exposure. And Tinder is just like the way. Like Tinder, there's so many fucking thirsty motherfuckers on Tinder. Oh, and so I have nice. like my thirst traps as my like pictures on Tinder. My boyfriend knows I have a Tinder. He knows what I yeah, do. Yeah, she's not like cheating or anything. No, guys. no, no, no. I literally swipe right on everyone on Tinder. <laughs> and then just send them your links. No, I swipe right on everybody because they message me. And then I do that thing on my Instagram and it's really fucking funny and people really enjoy it. So I honestly swipe right on everybody for entertainment purposes. Right. Sorry, guys. If you. Sorry. If you, you match at me on Tinder, it's probably not real. Right. It's a fluke. It um, wasn't real. It's okay. <laughs> but a lot of people like send me like just pocket messages and I, I blast gross. them on Instagram and it's disgusting and that's a, another great thing about my boyfriend he's like ugh men are disgusting and I'm like I love you I get that vibe from that he's he's unfortunately he is a man but like he's not <laughs> like most you know no, like me unfortunately I am a man but it's like I'm not like a man no I agree you know? he's he's really awesome he's very like women don't res- don't deserve the like Respect. shit or they do deserve no the wait <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't deserve the shit that they put up with is what I was gonna say but so, yeah. do you think, well, since you said you don't want to write, like, cheese ball things, but, um, could he be inspiration for any of your music, or do you think that that would just be too... Oh, no, he is definitely inspiration for my music, like, already. I mean, I'm not, like, gonna fucking be dry and be like, I'm not in love, I'm not happy, I'm not telling you right. about Parker. You know, like, that's definitely something I'm writing about, and something that, like, is a topic for me, because he is so wonderful, and he's kind of been, like, this thing that showed me how actually shit all my other relationships were because mm. there were a lot of things in my other relationships that I was like yeah well like that was fine like that wasn't bad and now like I have him and I'm like you're just so much better than all the things that I thought were okay like oh, I realized yeah. the things that I thought were okay were like actually like things you would never even do like you shouldn't put up with yeah, exactly like just stuff that I did deal with in the past and now I'm like I don't have to deal with that because this person has shown me that I don't have to deal with it to be happy and be successful in a relationship and I, it comes with a lot of a fucking insecurity, like, especially being in love after you've, like, been cheated on and been heart shattered and all these things been just, like, abandoned by exes. Like, all these things have happened to me in my last couple relationships. So, being with him, it, like, brought up all these new insecurities that I didn't even know existed, which I'm writing about. So, mm-hmm. that's really good. He's, like, teaching me a lot about myself. And he's also very patient with me. And it's, like, this beautiful, profound thing that I want to create art about and, like, make him immortal in my art for the way that he has right. been there for me. Even if it's just for this time. Like, 
no matter oh, what I happens with our relationship, right. like I'll have one day music to look back on and be like, this person taught me this lesson and showed me that I was worthy of love. Right. In I this was way. just about to ask you that because I know that for a lot of artists, um, they're scared to write about like their current relationship or about like their current friendship or about mm-hmm. like current things that they're going through. Because everything's temporary. Because everything is temporary. Actually, my new Halsey tattoo, back to that, is all of this is temporary. That's my new Halsey tattoo. Full circle. Full, Full circle. Full circle, bitch. So that's really interesting that you're like, you want to, you know, create Like you said, immortalize. Um, immortalize a moment. Time capsule. It's my story. It, you know. Regardless of if, you know, like my ex that I wrote my EP about. Like, I'm obviously not focused on that pain anymore. But another right. cool thing is I can listen to my music from two years ago and relate to it to this right. day. Right. And be like, God, I remember what it was like to feel like that. And right. then you also go through things where I've found this is like really cool. Like my songs find new meaning over time. Like I'll go back and yes. listen to them and I'm okay. like, that so, means something completely new to me now that I didn't know that. So I was list, like, I, when I listened to music when I was going through my horrible breakup, it would be me feeling very sorry for myself. You're in uh, my morning playlist because I like. Yeah, you told me that. This and that, like slow music whenever I'm. Uh, one of your songs is in my sex song playlist too. <gasps> Which one? Head sheets. Oh my god, I was hoping it was head sheets. <laughs> head sheets is head sheets is my favorite song that I've ever made. Mine though, they don't mind are you really fucking piss me off. Everyone likes you really fucking piss me off, and it's so funny because when we finished the project, that was like our last thing we needed to finish was you really fucking piss me off, and it's the first song, and I hated it. Really? I was like, I don't like this. I don't think this is good. It was my least favorite, and then everybody was like, this song is such a bop, and I was like. Shows what I know. But anytime Head Sheets plays while I'm like doing the nasty, I, I giggle. I'm like, that's my friend. Like, and they're like, well, I'm like, that's my friend. I'm giving dick to my friend's voice. <laughs> but uh, now when I do and I listen to it, I do, I find new meanings in it. It's not just like, I'm not, because I'm, I'm not heartbroken over it anymore. I've very much moved past him, fortunately. But I still, I, I find a different sense to it. Although it's not like yeah. that heartbreak, you, you can still pull something from it. 100%. I mean, you can be pissed off at your friend. You can be pissed off at your significant other. You can be pissed off at your fucking mom. Like, and just, and still just, I always say like, some, I'll like sometimes <laughs> music like yours, like even though I'm not in a relationship, if it's about like getting out of a bad relationship, it just makes me want to go slap a random man. You very much have that effect on me. I love that. I hope you slap a man in my honor one in your day. Honor. Well, and then call I had me sex with a few men in your honor, so. Fuck. <laughs> Here's what come around full I'm circle flattered. with it. <laughs> right. So, like, for music artists in the future, like, who's, like, a dream collab that you would oh want to do? Because I know, like, some artists, like, they don't, uh, new, like, up-and-coming artists, they don't want to collab with, like, their favorite artists because, like, mm-hmm. they're so, like, you know, up there to it them. It feels impossible. That, right. But, like, who are, like, some artists that you would, like, love to, like, work with? Oh, my goodness. So, there is, like, such a long list, if I'm being <laughs> honest, of people that, like, just inspire me. And, like, right. I'm very, like, passionate and very emotional and, like, mm-hmm. very connected and, like, very empathetic. Right. So, like, when I listen to other artists, like, tell their stories through music, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, bringing up Halsey again, she, right. she really delivers her emotions through her music and like how she's feeling and what she's going through and like the dark things that go on in her mind and something really beautiful about her art is it like describes how I'm feeling but 
with words that I would have never been able to come up with. Right. Like, she says things, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's exactly how I feel. Right. And it, like, hits me because it's like, how do you know how I feel better than I do? Right. They feel like they're talking to you as far as that yeah. sounds. Right. But I, like, I don't know if I would say, like, you know, first thing, I would love to collab with Halsey because right. I feel like she's such, like, a powerhouse, and she is so good at her, like, solo stuff, and she doesn't really collab with, like, other female artists right. very often. But, like, I don't know, one person... Oops, I'm just gonna. The jewels. <laughs> I'm like getting the, the new AMSR. ASMR. ASMR. Wait. ARS. ASMR. ARMS. ASS. B O O B I E. ASSPHAT. Anyway. It's Morse code. Send help. Anyway, so I think an artist that I would love to work with just because I think she is like so eccentric and like cool and out there and different from all the other fucking people who are out there right now is melanie martinez you just opened up Pandora's oh box. no she melanie martinez is she listens to this actually oh yeah yeah <laughs> she's a big fan of ariana and uh who's the other one the old time road guy <laughs> they all listen um yeah so melanie martinez man from the beginning, from, like, Dollhouse. No, not I'm lying. From the beginning, beginning, like, The Voice. Yes. I saw her on The Be Voice. Be careful talking about her. He knows everything. and I know and basically everything, everything yeah. about her, too, so yeah. we're on the same right. page. Um, I started following her when she did the Toxic cover. Yeah. And actually, I said earlier, um, I had one... I had one song out and one cover out. And my cover was actually a remake of that toxic version. Um, But yeah, so I actually did a cover of that. And yeah, she's awesome. I would love to work with her. I also would really love to work with just like some of my favorite DJs. Mm -hmm. I'm very much like into like the rave scene and EDM and all that shit. Any local ones? Um, And it doesn't have to be like in New Orleans, but like that you can like, you know, reach. I mean, I definitely have a lot of DJ friends. Right. Especially at this point. Like, once you get into the rave community, and, like, not, I'm not trying to, like, brag or anything on myself. It's just kind of, like, an, a broad overall thing. DJs follow rave girls that they think are attractive. And, like, oh, my yeah. whole Instagram you, is full of thirst vibe. traps. So I'd be trapping the DJs right. in my in my Instagram. Right. But, um, I don't know. I feel like once I make more of a name for myself... I feel like they'll just come to me. I don't even feel like it's something I'm going to have to fight for. Right. I'm just manifesting at this point. Right. As you should. I'm just manifesting consistently. Trying not to let the negativity get to me because yes. it is hard. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, I'm sure you guys at, you know, at some point in your podcast career will be like, this is hard. No, already. And this feels yeah. impossible. Right. Already. You, yes. can, you have those days, but yeah. it's just a matter of like pushing forward and being like, Very true. you know, one day I'll be where I'm supposed to be and where I, I'm meant to be. So I'm not going to like stress it. I've had like, every time I do like a, I'm very spiritual. So every time I do like a tarot reading or like speak to a medium or like any kind of thing like that, kind of asking the universe what should I do? Mm-hmm. Am I in the right direction? Should I continue going down this path or should I fucking do something else? Right. You know, the universe is always urging me to trust myself. I feel like there's a lot of power forward. in manifesting. Cause even if, oh, yes. even if you don't believe, cause I don't, I don't fully believe in the universal thing. I kind of do to some degree, but that's a whole other topic. I think manifesting is just good for yourself. Like just to yeah. hear yourself say like, I'm It's reassuring. Well, it's energy. It's, it's literally scientifically like just energy. Because your brain, it's perfect, like, when yeah. you have a thought, if you put, like, a, there's, like, these 
things they can put on your head where they can like monitor the brain, like the energy waves coming out of your head. Mm-hmm. It's like a some medical shit. I was actually watching a documentary where they were talking about it earlier this morning. Um, but when you have thoughts and you think things, they can literally like track the energy coming off of your head. And like energy attracts like energy. Right. So true. if you are talking positively and attracting these thoughts to yourself saying like, I am, I will, mm-hmm. I can, rather than I can't, that's too hard. Right. It'll never happen. It's too crazy of a dream. Mm-hmm. Like you're just pulling yourself farther away from it with all those negative comments. Right. You have to be positive so you can attract yourself to that. Like, and I mean, the, I could go on about the law of attraction all day, but it's right. just, it's just energy. Well, that's good advice. Cause that was my, your question I wanted to ask you before we kind of started to wrap things up is like, what's some good, like as a small artist, what's some good advice you would give to anyone out there listening who needs like a push? Cause I feel like one day when you're famous and we're famous, we're going to be at some event and we're going to be like, remember when you, I'd be like, this bitch was actually on my podcast, on my best the first guest. And I'd be like, it was my first ever like interview <laughs> podcast situation. Like I've never done anything like this. I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, like I'm getting asked to do something no, like as an artist. Came to my mind. And I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I've had such a good time with you guys and Zane, I know we just met today, no, but yeah. it was really nice to meet you. And <laughs> But what's, real quick, what what is some advice you'd give? Okay, to... yeah, so advice, I mean, shit, like, I'm still taking my own advice as a small artist, so don't, like, think, like, I'm a fucking pro or anything. But, I don't know, just from doing what I've been doing, I'm almost 24, it's October, I'll be 24 in January, so I've been doing music, like, on a, rec- I've been a recording artist, quote-unquote, since I was 19, um... And I would just say, kind of like I mentioned earlier, when you're creating, when you're making your music, don't force it. Just let it happen. Just listen to yourself. Listen to your emotions. Listen to the truth of what you're feeling. Don't try to fucking sugarcoat it. Don't try to, don't fucking feel bad for the guy that broke your heart and be like, I'm not going to mention him. Like, no, like Taylor Swift capitalized off of calling motherfuckers out in her songs <laughs> and look at her now she's like the breakup album queen <laughs> honestly miss Adele. um yeah and adele like i mean just yeah just be true to yourself trust yourself i think that's the biggest thing is being true to yourself and trusting yourself and also not trying to like fit in too much like if you like something and you think something's sick like do it like go with it full force because if you're playing it safe like even if it doesn't like fit like the mold of what's like seems to be popping off right now yeah because i, I mean agree i that. i think that right now people are really liking things that are different mm-hmm. i mean myself like i'll hear a fucking song like we were talking about lil nas i don't know how you guys feel about lil nas i think he's pretty iconic with like i love him with like oh of course you guys like him you guys are gay guys like every gay guy in the world is like rooting oh. for lil nas a good amount, though. Finish, finish your statement, no, okay, I so, think that y'all are on the same page. So, Lil Nas, I think he's doing all the right things when it comes to, like, testing his boundaries and, like, just being, like, this very talked-about person. But at the same time, I don't know. This is a very unpopular opinion. I but agree. I, I heard his album, and I was like... <laughs> this is not his words. <laughs> this is someone telling him, like, be extra ultra-day. Not right even now. that. Like, I just think it was so safe. Very the much. whole album was so safe. It was all the same vibe. It was not Montero video, not safe. Like it was that was like the most edgy thing he could have done. And then he came out with like a super safe album. I agree. I didn't. I didn't and I was care like, for the album. I adore him because I think he's a great person. But I don't. I, I feel the same way. And about the also, album. this is kind of like um, I'm about to kind of rinse some tea on the podcast real quick. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know if Get this is cups. like. 
Oh, he's got, yeah, we're all got our cups in for the tea. Wait, let's do the clock. <laughs> Attention. Okay, tea, tea. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure it's like Lil Nas's creative team. I don't think it's like Lil Nas directly, but Lil Nas's creative team is kind of snaky with the jacking peep, smaller artists' creative ideas. So there's this girl that I follow. Her name is Dana Dentata. Shout out Dana Dentata. She's a fucking. If you wanna, you wanna talk about a bitch who's doing shit different, and who's like pushing boundaries and making waves. Like, I found her. Oh my god, she's like, spooky. Like and like, I don't even know how to describe it. She does like clown makeup and like swings baby dolls on chains on stage. Like she is so out there. And I love her, and literally Lil Nas's creative team stole her entire creative thing for her album with the baby belly and the sonogram and all that was literally her idea. She literally did a performance where she had, like, a demon, like, guy with her, and then, like, some of the, like, makeup artists she used for her, like, belly prosthetic and, like, her demon boy and all this shit... Like, that girl went and did the Montero Demon, and then went and did his belly, Rip. and, like, the same makeup artist, and, like... No shade to the makeup artist. Make, I they mean, getting, I understand getting she's paid. getting paid right. big. And she's kind of been working with Lil Nas for a while, like, since at least Montero video, right. but it's that's, really sad to see, like, is. the way and that that's the artists piece. get ripped off. That's another struggle uh, of uh, being a small artist. And that's a good piece of advice of, as a smaller artist, which we all are, stand your ground... Honestly, when it comes down and I feel to so bad because ground. she doesn't even want to like put out this has happened to her so many times that she doesn't even want to put out any more creative concepts because she's like if I'm just going to put my life and soul into this concept and it's going to get fucking ripped yeah. by a fucking A-list celebrities right. team that are going to make them look like they came up with that idea then why the fuck am I even doing it Exactly. and it's very sad because she's so good as a smaller artist it, it's very easy to get discouraged but then there's very a easy. but then the, the benefits even though they're small, a lot of the times are can make you feel very worth At, it. In the end, I think with the rewards of being like a smaller artist and doing everything on your own, in the end the reward is greater because if you, you know, succeed, then you can say, yeah, I fucking started from scratch and I busted my ass and I did this all on my own. And those are always the greatest. I didn't, stories you know, me. yeah, it's never like the one that's like, oh, my daddy paid for this record deal or, oh, I sucked some dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, who specifically I'm speaking about, but I, th- I know I'm speaking about somebody, you so know? Just Multiple. Many, many yeah. people. So, if, at least if you're not doing that, it's like, I know that I did it on my own, and that's right. rewarding in itself. Right. So, I don't know. Just just some little things. Just little tidbits. Well, we love to hear it. And we loved having you today. <laughs> yes. Love being here. Thank you guys. If y'all ever want me for yeah, anything, anything else. Is there anything of your... I mean, we shout out a lot of your work. Is there anything else you want to throw in? Anything you want to plug? Any books coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I am not working on a book. I am just working on new music. Trying I think you to should get do a poetry stuff. book. I think that'd be good. I definitely will write a book one day. When can we expect something from you? Or is that too much of a question to ask? Do you have any, Lord. any so time my, you're shooting for? I'm definitely going to have music out before next summer. Good. Probably yeah. Maybe not a whole project, but I'm definitely Something. releasing a few like Something. singles Just here and there. Me. Yeah. I will be giving. I will be giving because everybody's been asking me. And oh. it makes me feel good when people are like, we want more. Right. Yes, I'm like, please. well, I want to give you more, but I've just been struggling. Yeah. Everybody who's waiting on new music, I love you. Thank you for being patient. I will wait. 
We'll wait. I'll be back soon. We'll, we'll, we'll keep her recording. Hey, you know what? I'm not Rihanna. I'm not going to make you wait seven years. Please, as long as it's not that girl, <laughs> she ain't ever coming back. But so your music, we'll definitely link all your stuff on it. I definitely implore everyone, if you're dating someone right now, break up with them uh, so you can listen to her album to its fullest extent. <laughs> but if you're in love or whatever, stay with them, but listen to it anyways. Her EP is absolutely wonderful. And go check out her Thank Instagram. You. We'll give her a follow. Go enjoy all of her very lovely, very feminine, estrogen-filled pictures with a, with a hint of spook. Hint of spook. We love the spook. We do love the Thank spook. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. We might have you back soon. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Awkwardly Intense and getting ever so ooky spooky with us. This has been Jack. I've been intense. And this is Zane, and I've been pretty awkward. And this is... <laughs> we still haven't found a sign off, but for now, I'll say ciao, Biello. Ciao. <laughs>